The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. It's one of the things that I always like to do before I uh, end up saying, TRUE BELIEVERS! Guess what? It is the first episode where we are fully back for, wait, did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavog. Uh, I am here. I am Tim. We are finally back in the studio after... Uh, one week at NashCon and a week before, uh, you know, just gone from existence. Didn't tapped, work. tapped out. Yeah, bunch of kids. There was a, a megaphone. There was a um, megaphone involved. So it, it was, uh, it was one of those things, you know, that just uh, happens, happens to get you. But we're back. We're incredibly excited to be here, and we have a whole ton of stuff to go over. Not only are we going to be talking about my experience in this past weekend at NashCon, which was an absolute blast we're also going to be talking about what the internet is in an uproar about and that is the man the myth the legend the perfect uh friend and kisser it's malekith or malekiss i was gonna say is that why is he a good kisser but now that makes sense because he's he's a good malekisser uh... but everyone's hyped or incredibly not hyped about malekith's existence and we're going to go over both <laughs> my experience with him at nashcon and dan's experience with him over this last week on oh yeah the power phase we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff coming coming to the network some stuff that we're going to be doing here soon as far as a special event that we're going to be running uh we're also going to touch on a lvo qualifier tournament that will be this weekend that we'll be covering and streaming all day saturday i'm so excited to stream again to like cover games again (sighs) for real so much fun for real uh and listen we're just going to be we're going to be mentioning all of all of the people that you've heard about from mcp as a whole because there's there's a lot of people that that were at nashcon and and i'm very excited to talk about my experience there but first and foremost as always is games played hobby thoughts who uh hobby thoughts i'll start with yeah uh i got malkith part of the way there yeah he's not done Uh, i got the tiger done except the wings the membranes Mm -hmm. but i got the stripes on there i gave him purple stripes to match the purple membranes of the wings that was fun and then Malkith himself is most of the way there. And I'm just going the, the box scheme because I don't really know much about Malkith. Yeah. Like, I don't have like a history with him from reading comics or anything. So I don't I don't really have desire to do anything crazy. Uh, my only thing about the model itself, it's amazing. Like, technically probably the best one they put out so far. Yeah. I just wish I had that awesome spear he has in his card art. Mm. That big black spear looks so cool. I assume is the Blade of Midnight. Uh, I just wish he had that on the model or had the option for that. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, I got him mostly done. I got him, well, you know, like tabletop level, good enough for streaming on Monday. 
Uh, and I've been painting a bunch of Star Wars Legion stuff. I got some more clone troopers done. Heck yeah. Which is pretty exciting. Got to play that yesterday. Another AMG now game that uh, I really enjoy. Listen, they're 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 doing good stuff over there. And I think we're kind of on the cusp too, right? Of having like AMG's like what they've maybe actually been working on that hasn't been. Uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff we've a lot of the recent stuff has been like fantasy flight games were in the process and then they finished de designing the rules and the models with amg uh the first thing that'll be 100 percent amg will be like uh boba fett from like the mandalorian and book of boba yes fett. old man boba fett uh is 100 percent amg product rules and model and all that which Beautiful. is real exciting uh um i can't use him in my army because i played the galactic republic yeah and boba fett is only empire mm-hmm uh, I think the new Boba Fett is the good also guys. Rebel. Some, some some refer to the Empire. I mean, you do have that on your hat right now, so mm -hmm. that makes sense. That's true. I think the new one can also be taken as a mercenary in Rebels as well. Okay. Since he kind of, you know, yeah, in the new stuff, uh, like uh, the the Dinjarin and Grogu kit mm -hmm. is coming out like September or October. Yeah. And that one is Rebel and Empire, which is really cool. Grogu, use them. Uh, by the way, short in case uh, some of you don't know, for uh, Gregorius Rex is, is <laughs> Grogu's Rusty. full name. But, nice. But yeah, thank you, Rusty. Actually, we're going to be seeing Rusty on Saturday. Oh, dope. Maybe even tomorrow. So very cool. Speaking of uh, this weekend and Midgard Games, we are going to be streaming uh, the LVO qualifier there. And my understanding is that it is, in fact, sold out. Uh, it should be uh, one full dealio here that's and awesome. that's going to be at midgard games in Derry, new hampshire this saturday august 27th uh we're going to start streaming effectively as soon as it's up so expect sometime around 10 o'clock is when dice are supposed to be starting to throw down it'll be five rounds so it'll be a long day but Midgard games i understand is like the epicenter of gaming in new england yeah because it seems like they're the, they're the store and new hampshire is pretty central for like massachusetts yeah and if you like in portland maine or something like that uh or even connecticut rhode island it's not but, that far correct but there are a couple other uh qualifiers coming up this weekend there is one in los angeles that will be are we covering that one i can't remember uh the one in los angeles this saturday no unfortunately we won't <laughs> be there but it will be at next gen games uh this saturday as well as a handful of others nova the nova open will be another qualifier as well as midwest oh. melee um that will be in september in addition to miso's marvel madness mcp the las vegas onslaught lvo qualifier and uh, as you might know uh vegas who <laughs> uh you know is going to be hosted by power nine games uh a lot of people have been asking me they're like tim you run the power bottom 10 is there any relation with the power nine games oh, really? there is not a, a relation there but but absolutely we support them anyway so they will be hosting a qualifier on september 10th oh good for them in in las vegas and of course the smite club is running an lvo qualifier as well in arizona Nice. So those all are the, over the place. So those will be the next few LVO qualifiers that are coming up over the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, and obviously we will start um, letting letting you know what, what uh, qualifiers are coming up uh, right right here. But that said, oh, Rusty says that it's a four and a half hour drive for him. Guess what? It's pretty much that for us, too. Depending on what time of day we leave, it's either just about under five hours or five and a half hours. So... 
We'll It'll see. Be some traffic. But well, yeah. I, I hope mean, it's not five and a half hours. That's a long. Thankfully, because we're we're traveling mostly through Connecticut. Like so, we're going like west, east, Connecticut. Yeah. Really? Yeah. To go to New Hampshire? Yeah, we're gonna do the old fish hook. Yeah. That seems backwards. Uh, I I think anyway. Yeah, we're gonna go to like Albany, then we're gonna go into Connecticut, and then we're gonna go like straight east, and then we're just gonna kind of backdoor into New Hampshire. That seems like not the right way to go. <laughs> Listen, I I'm not great. We're gonna at... go south to go north. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why? That's okay. how it works. I'm pretty certain. I mean, you. It's not that much more north from where we are. Drive. In New York. Yeah. Probably. Anyway. Probably. <laughs> All right. Now I have to look this up while you. Yeah. Well, but so uh, <laughs> I spent this last week at NashCon. We uh, attempted to stream a couple games from there. Uh, it did not work out very well. And this is actually something I, I really want to talk about here very briefly. Um, first off, absolutely massive shout out to to Nate GG of the Gamers Guild and Gronko, as well as all the people that helped put that convention together. Nate has this very nice uh, kind of close-knit group, including people like Merzane uh, and Hunter uh, that that really, I, I believe, kind of came together and helped that thing. And Kenny. Uh, I can't believe I almost forgot about Kenny. But Don't forget about Kenny. Don't, you can't forget about Kenny. But uh, we got to play some great board games in the lobby, at the hotel, some social deduction games that were an absolute blast. Got to meet a whole bunch of people uh, and, and see some uh, familiar faces as well, including... Uh, uh, Matt Alex and some of the guys that we met at Adepticon. It was an absolute blast. But one of the huge things about uh, conventions, especially, and, and this is a joke, please understand <laughs> the words I'm about to say. <laughs> when you got to preface it like that, are, I'm are, interested. Are a joke. Uh, NashCon had been referred to uh, as a small local tournament by, 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 by some folks. But it was very much a big deal. I think there were 82 signups total at the end of the day after a lot of cancellations and stuff. I think we ended up with 62 or 63 nice. in the main event alone. Wow, that's a lot of people. Uh, in addition to the What If event that happened Friday that I got to play in, which was super cool. I loved what you did there, too. I, <laughs> you told us about that. It was it was really fun, and uh, I'm shocked as the last round pick, uh, as the last player in, in the order uh, in Natural. that draft, uh, I was able to pull it off, too. But I'll, I'll step on, I'll, I'll get into that, too, as well. But <laughs> the internet, uh, unfortunately, this year at NashCon wasn't uh, there. It just simply didn't exist. <laughs> it just it was, yeah. Uh, hotels it didn't. Uh, suppress internet in their convention centers for the most part, and they charge kind of an exorbitant amount of money. A to, shockingly stupid amount. A, a shockingly stupid amount. Um, if you were to look at the cost of the tickets and uh, how many were sold for NashCon, literally the standard like internet supplier bill for a convention would have eaten up about 80% or more of the entire budget, assuming that there are no other costs whatsoever. So just as, <laughs> it, as I wasn't even there, it upsets me. It, it is incredibly frustrating. So uh, what we did, what we did stream was from like a hotspot on my phone, which also had bad service because guess what? They suppress that too, usually in convention halls. Right. So just as a, you know, as a, I don't know, a, a, not a call to action, but to raise awareness, um, 
when you support a, a convention or an MCP tournament um, or, or streamers or, or whatever that are, you know, providing the, the service of, you know, streaming the games and stuff, just know that there is an exorbitant <laughs> expense involved in actually making sure that that happens. Um, and we hope very much in the future that NashCon will be able to kind of continue to grow um, and be able to uh, be in a position to actually have access to Internet to be able to stream their games. But supporting small creators like Nate or like us here or any of these other conventions that are are, are popping up around the country, uh, just, you know, th they need it because mm -hmm. the expenses is pretty high. Uh, that said, oh, uh, yeah, one absolute. Oh, I'm actually super glad you're here. I got to hang out with him quite a bit. Oh, nice. We went out to some Indian food. We played a bunch of games. Um I got to secondhand watch him play some some Dice Thrones of the new Marvel set. Like, <laughs> oh, you didn't get to play it? <laughs> I didn't get to play it. But um, but you have it now, don't you? I do. Oh, I do. So it, was on, it was on my computer uh, chair when I walked in yesterday because I guess uh, Lindsay, my wife, had gone to the, uh, to Bearded Dragon Games for something else. Oh, and she was like, oh, do you want to... Uh, Anthony was like, hey, do you want to pick up Tim's uh, thing? His thing came in. And she was like... Uh, is it, is it paid for? <laughs> Fair question. And he was like, yeah, he was like, question. yeah, absolutely. I'll bring it. Uh, so I'm super <laughs> excited to play that. Uh, Ryan and I, uh, my, my oldest son actually had, a like a half an hour discussion yesterday about, Hey, Friday, I'm going to teach you dice thrones. Let's pick your character now. I have all of season one and all of season two and now the Marvel stuff. So we were like slowly narrowing down what he was going to play. Is he like you? Is this going to is it a multi day process to make a choice out of like 30 or like 20 probably plus choices? He was choosing them initially based on what Overwatch character they looked like. Oh. So he was able to get a whole lot out of there. <laughs> and then he took out anything that was complexity one or six. OK, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So he was looking for like a two or a four. It was kind of the sweet spot. So and we've narrowed it down to Gunslinger. Awesome. Thor okay. or Miles Morales. Neat. So I'm excited for that tomorrow. But when I play with my daughter, her choice is who's the most badass looking chick. I like, want to play what she goes with. I want to play Scarlet Witch so bad. <laughs> like, I bet. Like, yeah, like a lot. Next, when you play, are you going to cosplay with your red cloak? Oh, you gosh darn right. <laughs> um, Naturally. But so to just kind of go over some stuff from NashCon that we thought was really cool. I did get to play in the What If event Friday. Um, also, massive, huge, huge, huge shout out to Reverend Wright Mad Ben. Um, hey Ben, who first off was one of the people that kind of got me there in general and was just an just absolutely indispensable over the course of the weekend, helping me set up and tear down and get stuff to and from the room. And what a just, great guy. Yeah, just incredibly reliable. Can't can't really shout his praises enough. But hashtag team slob. Yes, but we got to play <laughs> him and I as well as one absolute um, Matt and uh, trying to think about who else was there. Some uh, Andy. Um, got to meet a bunch of cool people at that what if event. So let's talk about that what if event. First off, massive shout out. Who do you think was the first? And maybe you know because I was I was. Uh, you actually haven't told me who the. I know who you took first round. I so I was I, yeah so was the, Malekith the first taken? Malekith was not included in the what if event. Uh, there were a handful uh, of characters. Shout out to Justin. Um, who provided all the models. It was over 100 models there. There were a handful that weren't there. I mean, yeah, something that was brand new. Yeah. Less than a week old at that point. Uh, Agent, uh, Agent Widow wasn't there. Neither was like Viper. What? There was a there was a handful that were like, okay, well, no one's going to choose them anyway. I, 
fair. <laughs> but, um, ben provided uh, the Winter Guard so that they could be chosen oh, as nice. well. And I'm actually very thankful for that because the team that I decided to run during NashCon, if I was able to pull it off, I talked about it last week on the show. Um, I wanted to run every shield throw I could. Wait, so who was the first pick? Oh, the first pick! Uh, Schultze chose... Can you take a guess? It's a wild pick. Well, with that reaction, um, Mr. Sinister. It was Mr. Sinister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, who usually doesn't even get picked? Let's go with a wild card. Mr. Sinister? I mean, it was. I think he's a really interesting character uh -huh. in the game, but like, really? Yep. Not even a leader. Not even a leader. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, the first couple picks actually weren't leaders. So I got drafted on <laughs> eighth. Uh, it was an eight player tournament. I was drafted last. So my plan was to play all the shield thrower people, which was going to absolutely completely rely on me getting uh, cap, both caps, really. Okay. Um, and it, it somehow worked out. But I'll go over uh, Brian's list here really quick, just because he, he started out with Mr. Sinister. Oh, you wrote it all down? I didn't. In Once again, thanks to Justin. Jimmy DeHand uh, ran this. They were his models, and he gave me all the information from um, the, from the event afterwards. What a great name. Uh, and this, by the way, wasn't like a, a NashCon-like sanctioned deal. This wasn't part of the player's kit or anything like this. This was something that, um, that, that Jimmy wanted to do. Oh. And Nate absolutely approved of it and he kind of like put it together for that first day of open play it's even more awesome right he just did it with his own models let people touch him and stuff correct we, we touched him like a whole bunch too <laughs> but so brian and and uh in this ran uh mr sinister he got kingpin lizard Sabretooth, honey badger omega red luke cage venom deadpool and ebony mom my god i love that list so much so they were all criminal syndicate as that was the only leader that was available for for in that grouping uh, this is so many of my favorites. Right? Wow. Right? Um, so he chose first. So then when the snake got back to them, him, then he got the double pick. Right. So he comes out of the gate, right, with Mr. Sinister, and then has to wait for, like, whatever it is, 15 other picks yeah. before coming back, and then getting Kingpin and Lizard. There? Yes. So I'll go over the first uh, eight picks. Uh, going to surprise you because the first three picks, no leaders. What? Started out with Mr. Sinister. Okay. Matt Alex was there. He chose Winter Soldier first. Great pick. What? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Bucky's great. Yeah, he is really good now. I still, he was not so good for so long that sometimes I, my gut reaction is like, really? Yeah. But it's like, oh, wait, no. He, he's so much better since the update. Never mind. Uh, ben chose Loki. Okay. Yeah. All right. Our first actual leader was Matt Sanders, uh, who chose Shadowlands Daredevil. All right. Uh, Zach Cohen, who ended up taking second in the big tournament over the weekend, oh. chose Shadowland Daredevil. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Matt Sanders uh, chose Shadowlands Daredevil. Uh, Zach Cohen, um, Mandalorian Orange, uh, chose uh, Miles Morales. Uh, Actually, a pretty solid pick here, yeah. too. He's Andy, a good Andy Murray, who was my first opponent, uh, chose Storm. Uh, he ended up, I'm not going to go over everyone's everything, but uh, he ran X Men Gold. Because he chose Storm first as leader, um, Black uh, Black Cat, yeah, on uh, with X Men First Class. Not a huge fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big fan. Uh, all the people that he had, so his his total roster ended up being Storm, Punisher, Ghost Spider, Black Widow, Iron Fist, Mysterio, Modok, Black Cat, Miss Marvel, and Daredevil. Wow, um, Black Cat went in like the 
sixth round or something seventh yeah round? like like way into it wow. so black cat was his i think eighth pick and he was dra- he was drafting sixth so yeah it was it was how did she see that long deep into it um ron chose hood wow. as his leader uh as well and uh, in the first round and then i was able to double pick as the eighth draft spot i got captain america steve and uh sam Got them both. Boom, boom. Double caps. I, I even I even talked about it last week, so I assumed it wasn't going to happen. And then I saw the first three picks go, and there was no leaders chosen. I was like, <gasps> do I have a chance at it this? It just kept going. And then it got to like, uh, it got to Andy's turn, and I was like, oh, it's over now. There's no way Cap's going to keep being there. And then he was. And he chose Storm. And then Hood's gone. And I'm like, I'm I'm getting, getting I'm, both of what I'm, I want? I'm getting both of them? <laughs> So then it kept, you know, it kept going. We saw some other cool picks, uh, but then it came back and I got Red Guardian and Taskmaster as my second double pick. I got all four shield throws. Just boom, 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 uh, boom, 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 boom. So I was able to run Steve Rogers uh, Avengers for the affiliation. Uh, my other picks for the rest of that uh, was Doctor Strange and Wong. Doctor wow. Strange because he can provide shields to people as well. Your Nick- roster's stacked. Right. Nick Fury, I chose, uh, and I was yeah. kind of, I was bullied into it. I didn't want to choose Nick Fury, but they're like, Why? you have every S.H.I.E.L.D. character. You have to take the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, absolutely fair. And I was like, yeah, that's super fair. No, I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's what if you have to. Correct. Right? <laughs> so my other double pick for that one was Super Giant, because I was like, yeah, I don't really have a lot of Mystic here. It's a lot of physical. So mm. I chose her, especially to go up against people like Sabretooth or Venom. She is just such a, an awesome yeah. piece to have counter to that. And then as my last two were Hawkeye and Cable. Some nice long range damage dealers. Yeah, once again. So Hawkeye was to be able to have that energy attack in there and Cable, because once again, more shields. More shield because he can... <laughs> And you've had so much experience with Cable lately. I have. Like you must really know how to play him. I, I so yeah. I am. Um, I, I consider myself pretty familiar with Cable at this point. Of course, he was the very last model taken because he's not a favorite. It was almost as a gimmick at that point. But people are letting you have him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When no you one... roll in there, all celebrity Tim. People are like, <laughs> we're gonna let Tim take what he wants. <laughs> there was a couple people that like were specifically like, no, I should just take this if Tim can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's spreading. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But here's the thing. I, I found out at the end of the day, I didn't really even need to run this in What If. Um, the only benefit of running this in What If was that I could uh, Avengers Assemble Cable. Well, yeah, because almost everybody's Avengers anyway, other than Super Giant. Oh, and Cable's also an Avenger. So, yeah, I didn't yeah, even need I think to do Super What Giant If. Super Giant and Red Guardian are yeah. your only non-Avenger. Or Taskmaster's a rogue agent, so mm-hmm. he wouldn't count for Avengers Assemble. So he gets that. Yeah. So, so a couple. So there's that. <laughs> But, but the whole but if you got to you know play up shtick yeah who cares what else you you already won but that's yeah correct <laughs> for you and I didn't do well I went, <laughs> really I went one and three or one and two that's I think surprising yeah I played Ben uh, who was running uh, just a disgusting list it made me so mad yeah <laughs> Loki Ghost Rider Okoye Red Skull uh, Zemo Dark Star Ultron Ultron oh yeah Ultron Ultron you, maybe I love them. Ultron. Hella, Heimdall, and Crimson Dynamo. He took Darkstar? Yeah. He took all of the Winter Guard except for Red Guardian, who I yoinked because he had a shield throw. Was there no Ursa Major available? Oh, you know what? Someone else did get Urza. He's the uh, best of the four, probably. Ron, Ron did. <gasps> but Ben did not like that. But uh, but yeah, it was it was a blast. And I, I found I really like this list. There's a couple changes I'd make, but overall, the core was uh Steve Rogers, uh Sam Wilson, 
Red Guardian, and Taskmaster. Okay. And then if I have the points, throwing in Cable. Here's here's the thing I loved about this. 13. Loved about this. Okay. Ride Along, or whatever it's called that, that Sam Wilson has. Yeah. Cable size 2. So he can effectively, for one power, because I'm running Steve Rogers Avengers, can give Cable another body slide by spending one power on Sam. Oh, my God. Not only that, I'm still in the Avengers affiliation. So Cable's regular body slide also only costs one. That's real good. So I got two range two moves on Cable to get him into wherever he needs to go. He doesn't need to spend move actions. And then he's just blasting people with plasma rifles. And then he's giving more uh, defense dice for one power as well. Oh, but then he had to roll dice. That's true, but know, that only works against me. Let me tell you <laughs> how beefy Steve Rogers gets with Cable out there. So, oh my God, four and four or four yeah. four three or whatever, right? Vibranium shield for only one power for two more dice. So now he's six six five. <laughs> so if Doctor Strange is there, can also spend one power to give him two more defense dice. Cable. Also now part of the Avengers affiliation can spend one power to give him two more dice. He could potentially have 10 defense dice. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. If they're yeah. both on the table. Counting blanks of successes, too. <laughs> That's insane. For three power. <laughs> he just can't be hurt. Correct. Uh, so I, I think there's actually a lot of play here. I'll probably make some changes with this, but this is a list I would like to run. I don't know if I want to call it Clangarang or something shield based, but uh, yeah. I like Clangarang. I, I, I really do, too. Clang. But it was uh, it, it was it was an absolute blast. Uh, and I got to play uh, one absolute as well. I got to play Matt. Um, He's a good guy. I remember him from Adepticon. Yeah. It was he like had, the first game we streamed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and he had some really incredibly painted stuff, too. Uh, I got to take a look at his stuff a little bit more firsthand this time. And yeah, his stuff is is stellar, like Very absolutely cool. stellar. Um, so I'm actually really excited to see how. Um, painters like like he like him does in like the worthy if that ever really comes back in full swing it's yeah it's supposed to be like big deal at yeah. epicon this next year so like super exciting between people like matt sanders or dylan dyer oh yeah um oh yeah oh yeah oh baby i, I think we, we have some really exciting stuff uh that that we're gonna be able to to see some really good showcases for for some of these incredibly talented people but convince Taylor to get his venom in there. His venom is so yeah, good. yeah. So uh, so first round in what if I played Andy, um, just X Men and Black Cat and Storm Hops uh, against me trying to shield throw. Uh, didn't, work, <laughs> didn't work out super well. Yeah, but your strength four attacks are normally, always the best, like way better beaters. than strength five or more. Correct. Yeah, I, my excessive violences with Hydra Bob have not been stellar. I, that never. No buckets of dice. It never works. I, I rolled. I, I I shot one last night in a game and rolled five blanks, a skull, two blocks, and a wild. <laughs> wow! One success. <laughs> and then he averages two to three damage on every Hydra pistol. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you, it's funny when you roll attack dice. When you roll four a strength four attack. Yeah. You'll get three or four successes. Yep. It's just like when I would play Taylor in Warhammer 40K. Mm -hmm. Anytime he had three up saves, like on Space Marines, three up on a D6, he would fail it constantly. But if he yeah. was using demons with their five up ward save, he would never fail it. I could not <laughs> kill demons. He would just consistently make five up saves. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like it's the same. If you only yeah. roll four dice, you're golden. Yeah. In that, in that game I played last night, every time I, I did a spender, I was like, well, I'm spending power on this, so it's probably going to get one or two. And 
That was normally I was almost overconfident in saying one or two successes on Yikes. those, but but yeah, my uh, my three and four dice attacks usually pretty good. Three. Yeah. So sometimes uh, shocked or something. Yeah. Sometimes shock happens. <laughs> you remember it? Uh, I've gotten really good about remembering those. I've gotten really good about remembering to roll less defense dice when I have senator. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm 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 getting pretty professional about my casualism. I don't know uh, how I feel about that. Yeah. Yep. I, listen, it, it, the things I'm remembering at least are at my detriment. You so. remember to take bleed damage? I do. I don't have it often, but uh, when I do. It actually hurt me quite a bit on one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that very shortly as well. Um, so other things that happened throughout the weekend, uh, the big tournament that happened Saturday and Sunday, uh, I played the power bottom 10 in it. Uh, first round, I went up actually against one of the finalists, who would become one of the finalists, uh, Brian Pierce, who is running a Guardians list with Rogue in it. And first off, okay, I don't know why I had to think about what Guardians meant. I yeah, kept thinking Red Guardian, Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Got it. Super fair. Uh, <laughs> so, so Brian was there with his sons. They all played, and they all did incredibly well. Oh, awesome. Two of them made it, I believe, into the final cut. That's cool. Um, which was awesome. Family event. I like that. They have uh, like two full um, collections between the three of them. And they wow. like just kind of like shift who's playing what, and they'll they'll like rotate who's playing different affiliations and stuff like that. It was actually super cool. That's fantastic. Uh, they were super nice. But they, yeah, that first game, I ended up. Uh, I think I, I lost it not by much. It was I think just a couple victory points or no? I th- it might have been a pretty big one. But uh, listen, uh, if you play Sabretooth, who's awesome, and your opponent doesn't really remember how Sabretooth works, yeah, and you as the player also don't really remember how Sabretooth. Oh works, well, yeah. There, there can be some pretty big misfires. One of <laughs> them we get aggressive in his counterattack a lot. No, I always remember that actually worked out very well. People learned very quickly. Just don't attack Sabretooth. Absolutely. Uh, so, so uh, round one against Brian, I move Sabretooth up uh, to look for maybe it was a a senator or a, or a scrawl or something along those lines. I didn't find it, but I was contesting something else. He moves Nebula up, takes a shot, does some damage. I counter back, Dazer. Wow. Okay. Broke out of the gate. Um, Here's what I forgot, and this was monumental. I really needed to take down Star Lord. Right. Yeah. Winging it so much better. Yeah, it really is. Um, Rolled Savage Predator. Got the trigger to do the follow up attack. Nice. Forgot that on that follow up attack, you can re roll at any of the dice you want. Oh, that's super easy to forget. I rolled three blanks and two skulls. And said, nope, well, I guess that's it. Yeah, but you're rolling three dices. <laughs> I needed one damage. Big. Oh. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's massive. To yep. daze him or KO him? I KO him. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Oh, that hurts my heart for you. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's uh, a big one. Yeah, I t- constantly forget that's part of Sabretooth's thing. It's right there. It's yep. black and white on his card. I just forget it. And I, actually, I, I appreciate Ben for doing this. Uh, ben was was next to me or on the other side next to Brian watching this and didn't say it. He didn't mention anything. And then afterwards, he was like, you know, you forgot this, right? And I was like, what? That's good. You're right. It isn't me. A, a no, I, I actually really appreciate him not doing that. That was completely my fault. Um. The other thing I forgot, if I, we're playing sword base or traps. I forget which one it is. One where you get the short push if you're controlling the thing. Um, if you can, like, control more. The vaults? Yeah, vaults. Uh, you get that short push. I forgot to use it when I when I controlled them. I had a uh, a side or a flank where I was 
contesting it with just Hydra Bob against Groot. <laughs> oh wow! And I got I got the I, I I scored the point, so I had the push. That's pretty much a stagger on Groot. Yeah, forgot it. Didn't use it. Oh. So then uh, Groot just double punched <laughs> Hydra Bob the next round, and yeah, he's done. But so I, I made some misplays, but. It happens. And, it happens uh, every game. And Brian was super cool. Uh, and he ended up making it into the final cut. He played, uh, I think, Sploosh in in the finals. Nice. And it, was, it was a good game. It was one we attempted to stream, at least. I but, found since streaming Adepticon that really what separates good players and not as good players is just remembering all the rules. Yep. Just remembering what your characters do. Correct. Because there were other games where people that weren't, you know, in the finals of the tournament and whatnot, and just seeing people consistently forget things that I wanted to tell them, but were just comic yeah. weren't going to tell them. It, just remembering those little things mm-hmm. really, I feel like, is what separates. Obviously, decisions and tactics are a big part of it as well, but I feel like the game is well-balanced enough that as long as you remember all the stuff your characters do, you're going to be a better... You're, yeah. That brings you to another level of playing, which seems ridiculous to say, but in practice, you see it all the time. Correct. Uh, so round two, I had a buy. That was one of my two wins. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell us that when we were asking about your updates. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, I went two and three. Uh, I did really good. No, so really, I went one and four, but uh, I'm trying to think. I really uh, went one and three. I got to play against um, Will from House Party Protocol. Okay. Uh, who is an, yeah, it was round three, who is an absolute hoot. I, I met him very briefly Friday night. He was playing in the same game with Matt. They were playing some dice rounds. And I walked into the room and was like, oh, hey, professional casual. And I was like, hey, man, how are you? Like, I recognized the voice too, but it was a, it's a slightly Southern accent. And we're in Nashville. So there were many slightly so it was Southern everywhere. accents. Yeah. And then the next day I get mashed up against him and I see him walk in. And I was like, that was you? And I was like, oh, I didn't know. I just don't know what you look like. He's awesome. He, we both chose violence to play that game. So we were just constantly going like, well, I just, I'm just i going to send it because otherwise I'm going to have to think about what I'm doing. Oh, that's no fun. Oh, it was, so, it was such a blast. I, I like awesome. him a lot. Uh, I, I'm so glad I got the opportunity to meet him. Uh, fourth round. Listen, my fourth and fifth rounds I, they were kind of a blur at this point, but. That's the time in the tournament where you're like, I'm tired. I don't know if I want to keep going. Uh, the last tiny story I'll tell about that tournament, at least from my perspective of it, was round five. I was supposed to play Sam Hicks, uh, who I met earlier and I really dug. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get to play Sam. That's super cool. Um, my He never shows up to, to the room. Ghosted you? He ghosted me. So I go over to Nate and I'm like, hey, my opponent never showed up. And Tim Simpson is there. And who was one of the TOs at Adepticon for, for the MCP stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And Nate's like, oh, well, Tim's opponent didn't show up either. You just want to play each other? And I was like, well, if I don't play him, we both get buys, right? <laughs> <laughs> that gives me a winning record. Oh, that's, that means I'm three and two. And only two of those are against buy. That sounds <laughs> way better when I say it like that. But, so I pl- ended up playing Tim. Uh, he played uh, Amazing Spider-Man in a Web Warriors roster. Really? And it was a really fun game. And I, I really, see that often. I really liked him a lot, too. But um, turns out Tim Simpson uh, also got paired up against a different Tim. How many Tims are at this? Apparently. So in this, in this mini story alone, there were three Tims. <laughs> this, this doesn't seem like a mini story. So Sam it's like went, a long-winded Chuck story. Yeah, kind of, yeah a little bit. But here, the the, end, the ending's right here. Okay, okay. Uh, 
apparently Sam had wandered to a table and was like, hey, are you Tim? And <laughs> and this third unknown Tim was like, yeah, I'm Tim. Oh my, so he played against Tim Simpson's opponent? He played against Tim Simpson's opponent. <laughs> That's amazing. So I played against Tim, who was this other Tim's opponent. And then they go to record their game and they're like, oh wait, that's not you. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> that is so good. What? So yeah. So, so that, you didn't you didn't ghost you, you just got confused yeah. about who Tim was who. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh it was a fun time. Oh my god, that's amazing. Very fun time. Uh once again, got to see a whole ton of people at that event. Hank uh from Adepticon played, he played a black order list as well. Hey! Um, just my favorite. I'm just trying to think of all the people there. Uh, Dakota, uh, Dakota, who um, you saw maybe in one of the Facebook groups. Um, if you recall, uh, we had Dallas and Sarah on at, at one point a, a little while ago, and we talked about how Hulk is like a blank canvas, and we were really interested in doing a bunch of stuff based around uh, Hulk. Dakota's partner is the one that painted that Maui, the Maui Hulk. Hulk. Oh, that's he had. Then the there? Maui Hulk was there. Oh my god, that's amazing! Right? That's such a fantastic model. So, with that said, next month, sometime in the month of September, potentially October, it'll probably be September though. We are going to run a Hulk is a blank canvas uh, contest. Oh, where uh, through be or through Bearded Dragon Games or through your, your local LGS or wherever you want to pick them up, or maybe you have a Hulk that's just not put together. We are going to run some form of uh, contest about who can really go all out by using Hulk as a blank canvas. I love it. You can have your Mister Fix It or mm -hmm. World War Hulk or Maui. So get Red Hulk. Yeah, and the the detail like, work on those tattoos on that Maui were impressive. awesome. And that's just versions of the hulk you can yeah. turn them into whatever you want so the only rules of this are going to be it needs to be the amg hulk model keep it official all the way through use bits and leftovers from any other amg thing that you have absolutely fine i uh, will announce all the rules uh probably here in a week or two but uh yeah get, get ready get thinking about what you're going to paint that hulk like i like that idea a lot I, I really do, too. I, I might actually even do it. I might get a second Hulk. I'm probably gonna. <laughs> but uh, through Bearded Dragon Games, we're going to try to get up like a small kit that'll have some cool swag in it as well. Um, and like an entry badge and, you know, just just some fun stuff. And we'll try Sounds to awesome. get that at a, at a decent price out there. But I like this a lot. I'm, I'm super excited for you it. You know what I might do with my Hulk? What's that? I might paint him green. Whoa! my Hulk is gray. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Uh, mustaches <laughs> probably will get you bonus points in the judging for this, so just, you know, be aware. You see Scar, Son of Hulk? Yeah, I think a Scar would be super cool. I wouldn't mind seeing people, like, turn him into Abomination. Or Maestro. Oh, Maestro's awesome. I mean, that checks all the boxes. Number one, it's Hulk. Number two, yeah, mustache. mustache. And beard. And beard. But Male pattern baldness. <laughs> But then you could really go, like, you could turn him into a juggernaut. You could turn yeah. him into strong guy. Mm. You could turn him into. Weedo, hell yeah. I love With a little With just a thing. little broop of hair Ooh. and the glasses, like goggle glasses things he always had. Yeah. What are some other big beefy dudes? Uh, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Either from Marvel or maybe even the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, Chernabog from the Winter Guard. Okay. Um... Yeah, I think there's a lot of really, really cool stuff. What we kinda, I'm trying to think of other things that are like that have that Hulk physicality. You could turn them into like, and I mean, even things not in Marvel. You could turn them into like a Swamp Thing 
or uh, man spider. Yeah, just buy like three Hulk kits and man add a whole spider. bunch more arms. Yeah, just a big beefy man spider. I mean, I guess you could. Why not? Turn one into big Chuck. Oh, I know. I'm going to turn him into my superhero from the thing I've made up, Rumble. Okay. Is Does he live in a jungle? No. He should. <laughs> But onto the the competitive side of the weekend, the the big two day tournament. So um, I guess we were already talking about it. So the oh man thing, handful of people made those cuts. Uh, Sploosh was there, I think. Uh, tabs. Where did it go? Yeah, I do have a <laughs> lot of tabs up. So I think the top eight were Sploosh, Sooner, Brian Priest, Matt Alex, uh, Mandalorian Orange. Uh, Merzane, uh, who is, uh, gosh darn, he's an absolute delight. Uh, Finger Guns was there. Gosh darn. And uh, Peyton, Peyton Priest, because uh, two of the priests made it to the top oh, eight. Oh, they're brothers or father uh, and son? Yeah, Brian's the father and uh, Peyton was um, was the one of the sons. Good for that. Oh, real quick, back a minute ago. Yeah. Uh, Dakota. Yes. Had the Maui. Mm-hmm. But did we stream a game of his at Adepticon or is that a different Dakota? It might be a different Dakota. Honestly, I okay. don't know. So I feel like if the you, thing. it would have come up at some point. Well, here's the thing. I didn't actually get to talk to Dakota oh, okay. knowing that it was the Dakota with the um, the, the, the Maui, Maui Hulk. Hulk. Okay. Uh, which is which is a gosh darn shame. Like I, I messaged him after the convention was like, I'm looking through some of my pictures and. There's there's a Maui Hulk here. Were, were you at NashCon? <laughs> and then as as we're talking, I'm like, I remember his face. Yeah, we talked a bunch. Ah, nuts. I just, I didn't connect it. Uh, um, so guys, for real, like if you see us at a convention or at a tournament or something, just just introduce yourself. Uh, I am terribly bad with faces. And I'm really bad remembering someone's real name and their online handle. Oh, yeah. that who- And putting a face to it. <laughs> it's rough. It's real rough. I called a lot of people by the wrong names a whole bunch. Just call them Bucko. Bucko. Yeah. No, you can't do that. You know what that means. I don't. I haven't listened to that episode <laughs> of Elite Eight, but I know it's a thing. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm just I'm going through this list, seeing all these people that I need to mention. Uh, Ryland was also bucking. super cool. And uh, Schultzy and uh, Twitch Blues and uh, Ryland was actually super cool. We've got to play uh, Secret Hitler, which is just an incredible board game. It's really, really, really fun. Uh, yeah, you talked about it a lot the other day. Uh, I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that top eight there um, had some really interesting stuff here. Uh, significantly. Oh, and this was the other thing I really wanted to touch on. Um, there was a handful of Malekiths there. Right, yeah, this is a big thing we want to talk about. Massive range of results. One of the the first games that I attempted to stream uh, had a Malekith on there that was already zero and one. He ended up going zero and two. Ran Malekith every game. We're we're seeing actually a very pretty large um, standard deviation, I guess, on on the games where he's played. Uh, I talked to Sploosh a little bit. There's going to be a, an interview going up with him later in the week um, that thankfully didn't get corrupted. Oh, nice. Uh, he ended up taking the whole thing. He won eight and zero effectively. The wow. Of good the for him. Had Malekith on his roster and said, it's pretty much a, a psych out. I, I want people to see it there so that they plan tech around him. This seems like the kind of move he would make because yeah. he's one of the best people at this game. Um, and so Here. a lot of people had a lot of different results. Uh, poor Chewy. 
I, I think played Malik against Malekith almost every round. Uh, that's too bad. Like just you know, it's just a numbers game sometimes. Just, just to see the same character again and again. Yeah. I don't care who it is. That this kind of I think that takes away from the fun when there's over a hundred characters. Yeah. To play with. Well, but he just came out. It's it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, so I think uh, you had said at one point in a chat or something that if he had come out a week earlier. Mm-hmm. Or if Nashcon was a week later, we would have seen a lot more Malakis. I think but so. being a you know in person event, people had to have the model, yeah. have it together and paint it to some degree. Was there any kind of painting restrictions at this tournament? Uh, kind of standard, uh, three colors, tabletop ready. Uh, like was preferred. Or? Was preferred. Yeah, there was a lot of gray out there. Okay. Surprisingly, though, a lot of the Malakis were pretty put together. Uh, Matt uh, Sanders, uh, one absolute. Um, I guess drove like an hour and a half to some other town or some other state to get his Malekiths to get it back and put it together like Tuesday night to get it ready for the convention. Oh, he should have ordered it from Bearded Dragon Games and Hobbies and he, had it shipped to him. He totally could have. He would have gotten 15% off too if he had ordered it. BeardedDragonGames.online, um, I meant to say. Oh, uh, but yeah, so thank you, Matt. Uh, yeah, no painting was required for NashCon. There was, okay. There, yeah, I saw a bunch of gray out there. If it's one of those things like it's encouraged, but it's not like yeah. you can't play if they're not painted. Yep. Um, but yeah, wide berth in a lot of different ways. And in that final round at NashCon in the, the you know, the top eight, the top eight, uh, the championship round, both players had Malekith. In one, their roster? In their roster. Uh, Sploosh did not run Malekith. Um, Mandalorian Orange did. Mm. So um, when you take a look at those lists and those numbers, realize there were a lot of Malekith there pretty 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 standard array of whether he was winning losing or even being used that's what you want from a model it right? is like it yep. should have like a bell curve to it it absolutely should and i and i feel it did and someone i'm sure will go through the numbers significantly more than i have to to say exactly what you know kind of how that panned out but yeah pretty pretty varied results and like sploosh said um kind of a psych out piece I like that. Um, Interesting. And that that I could see kind of being a problem is that if you see Malekith on the board, you're either have included things in your roster to counter there being a Malekith and might be running it. And that might not be good against other things. Yeah. But that's that's part of a, a competitive game, right? Uh, yeah. Is is that that little psycho very specifically in that final round as they were choosing the threat? They chose 14 threat and Sploosh immediately puts Malekith in the front of all of his other models. And then didn't run them. I like that. I I really do. I like too. the head games of <laughs> yeah. even while you're choosing your squad, he just puts them out there to be a threat. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's devious, and I like it. But uh, yeah, it was it, it was it was fun. We got to see some really cool stuff, um, and got to see some really high level plays and some games just absolutely get reversaled. Um, Mandalorian Orange playing against Matt Alex Web Warriors against uh, Cabal. At one point, it looked like Matt had had it completely locked up. He was ahead by like six victory points. Um, and WebWares seems to do actually pretty well against Malekith. Oh, that um, makes sense. Ended up, uh, Mandalorian Orange ended up with Zach one in a tabling. Wow. That was kind of his that only That doesn't payout. happen often. Right. And it was it was a long shot, but he got it done. I, one thing I love about this game is how yeah. infrequently tablings happen. Right. Yep. But it's one of those things. You're really never out. Yeah, uh, that's you, great. you always have a path to I victory. Mean, not for Matt, but right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but uh, Matt is just an incredibly good player. His web warrior stuff. We saw it at Adepticon. We saw it at ACO. Yeah, we've seen he's him a bunch. A very talented player that has a lot of reps in with with uh, with web warriors, and, and he's 
honestly a very good person to follow if you are trying to learn to play web warriors i like it good guy too yeah <laughs> yeah actually super humble just really nice and just pleasant uh one thing i want to say about malkith is some that might connect with some people mm-hmm. it makes me think of little mac from smash mm. there was a when he uh i think it was smash ultimate there was a or when he was first introduced to the game he was in it before ultimate right yeah new for that uh he was in no he was new for ultimate wasn't he? was he in brawl maybe he was new for ultimate oh, yeah i can't either remember. way when he was a new character and there was online match matches for smash mm-hmm. he was like the number one most taken character yeah right he was in like 70 percent of matches and then he got a buff with the next with the, the first update and people yeah. lost their minds like this everybody plays this character why did you make him better and the developer said because he's taken the most he loses most of his matches yeah because people like little mac but people aren't good with him in right. general so like i feel like in a way malkith is in a similar spot where he's taken a lot he's being taken a lot Mm-hmm. but he does it's not like he wins every single game he's in right like yes he can be difficult to deal with because he's a seven threat beater with a lot of health can put out a lot of damage but it's not like an auto win by any means no not at all and not to i, I hope i don't sound like i'm knocking people that are trying out malekith at this point because i did just a couple days ago yeah but i feel like he's kind of in that spot where everybody thinks he's so good but he can be hard to win with because he takes up a lot of your threat. Yeah. You know, he can't hold, he can't score that many points around mm-hmm. as uh, multiple characters in that same spot. So I feel like there's kind of a an analogy there. Yeah. Well, and there are ways to deal with him. Uh, Absolutely. Displacing him is huge. Massive. If you, uh, I got deceptioned with him the other day. Yes. That was brutal. Yeah. Uh, deception <laughs> is huge. Staggering is very large. Um, yeah, some big orangutan of a man came and just moved him on the table when I was playing with him. Yep. He is size four, so he could be hard to throw. There are a lot of things that don't necessarily work on him, but I mean, a single stagger taking out effectively a full three and a half threats players uh, characters turn. Yeah, that's massive. You know, like there, there, there are things to do there, and there's a lot of like unsized type stuff that is also. But once again, you don't want to have to play something counter to Malekith just because he might be there. But and and mm-hmm. you don't have to. There's there's ways to deal with it. He is a strong piece, but he's also a seventh threat. Yeah, he takes up a lot of your squad and. Honestly, legitimately, everything shouldn't be able to beat everything either. You should have hard matchups. You should have easier matchups. And that's a huge part about Marvel Crisis Protocol as a whole is you are not locked in as much as you are in other games. You can play Winter Guard and have Malekith in there. You can play Avengers and have Malekith in there. Like you have a lot of uh, variation with them. with your things, and I, I actually don't mind things shaking up the meta a little bit. No, even not if, at all. Even if a lot of it is the psych potential. Yeah. Of that. And, well, Malekith might be there. And he's shaking up the meta now, but he won't be in a couple months. Because we have Sentinels coming out. You know what I mean? Right? There's so like, much on the on the docket. that it's. And the thing with Malekith is that, yeah, he can British dash out damage. He can take it. But he doesn't do anything else. He doesn't buff the team at all. His leadership a little bit, obviously, if he's your leader. But, like, you know, he's not Thanos, who's a fantastic support piece that can also do damage. Mm -hmm. He's not... Dormammu's kind of the same way. Yeah. Like, Malkut doesn't do anything but attack. Correct. And he... Yeah, he does He does that really well. Yeah, he murders people real good. You know, he's... he's, I'm certainly not going to say he's basic like Lizard, but he doesn't have 
a wide breadth of of tech on his card. Yeah. But what he does, he's really good at. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to hit you hard and he's going to take damage because he has a ton of health. Correct. Um the other thing too is I think watch watch Sentinels, right? Have something so that sorry. doesn't allow you to modify your defense dice in any way shape or form or or crit, you know what I mean? They have like some super lock on that just completely negates when a Malekith's like <laughs> skull crits or something along those lines. But but yeah, I, I think he's a, he's a very strong piece. Uh, we're going to see him around for a while, but we have no idea what's around the corner. And Absolutely. he is the, the ways to deal with him aren't a secret. And he looks awesome. He does also look rad. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually one thing I'm super excited for while we go to Midgard Games. Uh, you and I are leaving tomorrow for it. Yep. Um, I'm I'm pretty stoked to see uh, if uh, some locals out that way have some Malekiths and, sure and what we'll they've see done with them. Just a handful. Um. There were some awesome paint jobs on on him, too. Chewie had a great one. Um, Mandalorian Orange had a good one. Matt Sanders had a great one. Uh, There was a lot out there. And I I think I saw some later on, too. Uh, Mike DeLuca uh, from the Danger Room podcast Mm. posted one of his in one of the groups. That was just like, it was like um, Twilight Stardusty. It looked really solid. That's cool. Really, really cool. You see any Skeletors? I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I, I would love to, though. I think that the some of the ones that we've seen in that group there, where people have converted and done some really neat things with him, are, yeah. are, are red. Like the red. one somebody's converting the bog tiger to be a bear. Yeah, be winter guard themed. Love it. Mm-hmm. Great green mm-hmm. stuff work. I can't do that, but yeah, more for power real. to you. Uh, but so, how did your game against Taylor go on Monday? Whew. All right, so it was interesting. It was mm-hmm. me and Taylor. Yeah, you know, just running amok. So we had a great time. Uh, it was super fun. We did 16 threat. Okay. We played um, Legacy Virus, Legacy Cure, I guess, really, and Cosmic Vaults. Okay. Um, I had Malkith because wanted to try him out. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to try like uh, I was joking, saying that I was building that squad like I build my Pokemon teams, mm-hmm. which is all offense all the time. Um, so with Malkith, I had uh, Scourge, who was great. Baron Mordo mm-hmm. and MVP Crossbones. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Taylor looked at it and was like, I, I don't want to fight this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he took a squad based on his um, Gotta Go Fast roster. Mm. So they're all long movers. Uh, really good list. He had Mystique running Freedom Force because he had Sabretooth and Quicksilver. Yep. And then also Baron Zemo and Ghost Spider. I love Baron Zemo. Yeah. I think he's great. Great, great stuff. Um, so it was it was a great game. Malkith did not show up. It was a good example of limitations of Malkith. Yeah. And a lot of it was on my, uh, you know, on me. First off, he rolled terribly <laughs> just across the board. Uh, he's super dice dependent because like he can modify those skulls if he has power on attacks, defenses and dodges. Mm-hmm. But if you don't roll skulls, it's a useless power. Yeah. You know, yep. so uh, I had Malkith run up one flank by himself. Uh, crossbones grabbed my back objective and then scourge and baron mortal went on their own to the other flank yeah um at the end of the game i said i should have put baron mortal with malkith he does kind of need support yeah uh but i was figured you know he should be able to hold a flank on his own it's malkith he's seventh threat so taylor runs him up or he runs Sabretooth up that same side so turn one i ferocity into Sabretooth and did two damage on a blade of midnight Wow. Yeah. Right. I got two successes and he just happened to no roll no blanks. But that gave him just enough power to do his counterattack and did like three back. (laughs) 
And I was like, wait, well, how did you do more to me on my activation when I'm Malkith? Yeah. And then I threw him and then he aggressive right back onto the objective. So it was like, what was the point of this turn? Yeah. Uh, and then the next turn, he jumped over to the middle of the table to grab uh, Taylor's back objective mm -hmm. and then placed down the black Bifrost. Yeah. To have a big teleport range right by his back objective. Uh, so I had like crossbones go to it later and whatnot. I will say Black Bifrost is actually very good. It was really cool. And because you don't need so much to set it up like you do with uh, with Wong and, and Doctor Strange's, it, and because Malekith is so mobile. Yeah. I, I really like some of the wild like diagonal like portal shots that people get. Off oh, of yeah, I had it right by his. So it, once you deployed within one of it, you were within one of the back objective, the back vault. Mm -hmm. And then the other end of it was kind of in the middle of the table, sort of between the other two objectives. Yeah. So like I can move to it and jump way back there and it doesn't cost power. You just take a damage instead, mm -hmm. which is interesting. But so I had Malkith in the middle and back on his side. So then round two, Taylor is like, get over here and deceptions him right back to where he was and then just proceeds <laughs> to just blah, 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 shoots him a whole bunch with mystique does a couple damage each time because yeah. i'm just rolling garbage mm -hmm. and then saber tooth just unloads on him and dazes him i think it was round two wow yeah i was like uh not good all right <laughs> and it was just he's just getting wrecked by saber tooth and mystique it's so weird. Uh, not, I guess, not weird when you when you think about kind of the law of large numbers and and potentially up to four attacks in a round from Mystique. Yeah. Uh, rapid fires. Uh, I think it was a little slept on for a while, and then I think people are coming around and it. Oh, Nate, so good. Nate had that great video about the oops, all rapid fire and rerolls. <laughs> so good. Uh, and and just yeah, two and yeah. Even not being able to reroll against Malkith, it didn't matter. Like yep. Taylor was consistently rolling like three, four hits and i was rolling like one success maybe and like i was remembering to to change skulls to crits it helped me like twice the whole game it That's was just i just wasn't rolling yeah. skulls or when i did like i'd get one success and then the two the, the dice i'd get from it didn't do anything else um so then round three he was stocked up on power yeah just got dazed so then i unleashed two uh Butcher of Thor. Butcher of Thor. Yeah. Wanted to Mystique dazed her. Wanted to Sabretooth. Didn't daze him. <laughs> and then he attacked back. And then he'd attack back. And then I think it was by the end. I think it was round three. He was KO'd. Malekith? Yeah. So I could see if you did a decent amount of damage to Sabretooth, he attacks back, gets a little bit on there, and then is able to no mercy with a bunch of damage on him and then Savage Predator. Yeah. Okay. No, I did daze, I did daze Sabretooth before because he was on his injured side. So he was able to add dice for yeah. damage on Malkith because at one point Malkith had three damage on him while injured. Taylor did Sabretooth Spender got the every time he got the the trigger for all of his special stuff too, which didn't help. Do I just keep forgetting that it's not damage on Sabretooth that gives him extra it's dice? It's damage on his opponent, on his target. Right? Yeah. 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 I've so, played that wrong a lot. I've played X-Force <laughs> and Sabretooth in the power bottom 10 a lot. And I have <laughs> never used that based on the enemy having damage. Taylor's pretty good at this game. Yeah. So like he had to spend seven power to get 10 dice, but it was way more effective than my 10 dice. Mm -hmm. And then I think I don't think that attack dazed him. But then the follow up claw strike, I think, or KO'd, I think that KO'd Malkith. He was gone. Like I tried to build my list to be all offense all the time. Yeah. And Taylor KO'd three of my four characters. All I had left was crossbones with half dazed.
Like Oof. it was brutal. And I, I took out, uh, I think ghost spider was gone round two. I think I KO'd her like right away. So like, okay, he was playing down on points, but he was just so efficient with his dice. I could not roll defenses. The, the, the skulls to crits from Alkith came up hardly ever. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, yeah, he's got four defense dice. But if they don't roll well, then, you know, there's nothing he can do about it. Yep. Like, yeah, he looks scary, but he like uh, I was commenting on things on Facebook. Got some people upset that I was like, he goes down just like any other character. He just has a lot of health. Yeah. Yep. And it was like, all right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Scourge was actually my MVP that game because he was like throwing stuff and he got a he got a sweet um, what his spender the executioner i think it's called yeah or into, executioner's axe or something like yeah, that yeah into mystique and just one shot at her from full like he he was doing work but more than malkith <laughs> <laughs> and and i felt like i could only do anything with malkith if i use butcher of thors to roll 10 dice right and then it was like all right i did something here which to to would to be fair yeah. was because the dice were bad it wasn't the best um example of what he could do like going into saber tooth round one was like the worst opponent for him yeah because it was like okay i did two damage to you eh, you're gonna get half that back when you go next anyway oh you counter attack me oh but then i throw you oh but you just come right back anyway the throw did nothing yeah yeah <laughs> so it was just a bad matchup for him but like a seven threat shouldn't matter what four thirty goes into it shouldn't be a bad match right <laughs> you'd yeah. think that's fair so it, it was a really interesting take on him because i i knew taylor was playing a four and a bunch of threes yeah so i was like oh i'm just i hope it's not too much of a steamroll me just slashing through his three threats (laughs) and then i couldn't even get through one (laughs) and taylor had joked before when we were we were setting up our game in our chat and he was like oh yeah watch saber tooth take down malkit because you know the internet loves saber tooth and he He called it how did you know this is gonna happen (laughs) so so just kind of segue into the last thing here uh, with Malekith. So overall, Xavier Protocols put out another list based off of the rosters that were uploaded into Longshanks for NashCon. That's awesome. I love that they do that stuff. Uh, so, for cons. And this is one thing that's super important. Um, uploading your list into Longshanks gives people data. And there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes, especially for, for different leagues and stuff, to get the data to uh, people like Jacob from Xavier Protocols to, mm. to put together these actually incredibly insightful. I like these a lot. Uh, articles. I like data. Same, same. Oh, so, percent number of rosters he was in and the percentage they were taken. I love it. Right. So here's uh, just some of the the things that came out of that article. Uh, you can find that at Xavier-Protocols.com. Um, this was the NashCon 2022. Uh, blog post that he wrote so 17 out of the 63 or 62 uh players brought malekith okay uh that puts him at seventh place as far as or i'm sorry sixth tied with black panther um for for most taken black cat on top uh not shocking there that auto stagger especially as a stagger bot against someone like malekith or or thanos or corvus you know is, is very important then we had uh Toad, Hulk, Winter Soldier, and Black Panther. Hulk third is surprising to me. He's really good now, man. He's gotten a lot better. Toad up there, number two, is not a shocker. Winter Soldier's not surprising. Black Panther fifth is a little surprising. I like it. Really good in uh, in Web Wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's probably the best Web Warrior. But, <laughs> um, so obviously, some of my stuff, unfortunately, you know, throws off the numbers here too by playing the power bottom 10. But the very important thing is that we have a new 
brand spanking new Power Bottom 10. There is only one returning champion into the Power Bottom 10, and it just happens to be alphabetical based on how many people took. I was going to uh, ask how you're going to figure out that last spot. I'm going to, I do it straight up by, by Jacob's article. I think that's the way to go. Keep it pure. What well, no, you should do. What's that? How many of them are at 2%? Uh, a lot. So we have Black Bull, uh, Black Widow, Agent of Shield, Colossus, Crystal, Doctor Octopus, Drax, Hela, Craven, Lockjaw, Modok, Nick Fury, Omega Red, Quicksilver, Daredevil, Sin, and Viper. You know what you should do to figure out that last spot? Roll a d twenty. Helicopters, man. Oh, sorry. I yeah. Roll a d twenty. Just re-roll if it's seventeen to twenty. All right. Let's see who we got. How many do we have here? So we have sixteen. Uh, oh, was it 16? I think I just counted it. I may have you scrolled it as I was doing it, so I may have messed it up. But I'm pretty sure that was sixteen. All right. So officially. Uh, that 10th slot, since there's so many ties there. So let's roll it and see what the first slot is, and you can tell what the rest of the, the roster is. Wait, what do you mean? Well, you can read off what the rest of the roster is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, so the 10th spot, the top spot in the power bottom 10. Right now, we're deciding this with a d20. It's a 15. Okay. Oh! Is that Viper? No, it's Sin. Ah, dumb! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you could have gotten Nick Fury or Omega Red. I could have had a long move with martial prowess that adds poison and stuff. I actually really like Viper. So actually, and here's here's <laughs> one of the, the things. Worst. As far as the power bottom ten as a, as a whole in general, um, a lot of the point of the power bottom ten is to show that hey, you know what? Uh, a lot of these forgotten characters aren't bad. They're just not being used currently. Right. And the the power bottom ten cycles out. You know, just a couple months ago, it couldn't make an affiliation. It had a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters in there. Then it was a bunch of X-Force characters. Mm-hmm. Now it's X-Men characters. Which is a little surprising, but not once you see who they are. So so Sin. So Sin. That's so stupid. I can't believe. Well, I, you want to recount it just to make sure? Yeah. Since you got Sin, because you could get one, like Omega Red. So Black Bull is one. Black Widow, two. Colossus, three. Crystal, four. Dr. Octopus, five. Drax is six. Hela is seven. Craven is eight, Lockjaw is nine, Modok is ten. Modok. 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 He Nick. used to be like the golden goose. Well, once again, the, it, it rotates. That's there's, wild. there's cycles with this. Nick Fury is eleven, Omega Red is twelve, Quicksilver thirteen, Daredevil fourteen, Sin is in fact fifteen. Shuckle my butters. All right. <laughs> Viper was sixteen. Ah, so the oh, other God, Daredevil, you love him. The other members of the Power Bottom Ten currently now are. Uh, I think these are all new people, by the way. None yeah. of these were in the last one. Um, Carnage. Okay, cool. Cassandra Nova. Ooh. Cyclops. Yeah. I, I know you like Cyclops. There's a leader there. Yeah, I'm that's really great. happy with it. Uh, <laughs> he's got the worst leadership in the game, but he's there. Electra. Also, I You've had Electra. good luck with I've her. I've had a lot of luck with her. Uh, I think people, And Hand Ninja is the most important and part. Hand Ninja. I think people get a little thrown off by the range one attack. Yeah. I saw a lot of people forget it at, at uh, Nashcon with Ant Man. It was really good when he used yeah. it against me a couple weeks ago. It though. really is. <laughs> um, Gene Gray, Mr. Sinister, uh, Peter Parker, Spider Man, okay. Wasp, and Wolverine. Good with him, though. So, similar to uh, when it was X Force and Cable and all of them in there, all of these people were taken zero times mm-hmm. outside the top slot, which is Sin or Viper, depending on how uh, I edit this episode. Uh, <laughs> No, you got to take sin. You rolled it. You got people in, you know, watching this live that saw it, too. You can't edit that. Ah, nuts. (laughs) Uh, Alyssa will call you out. But uh, Jean Grey, Cyclops, 
Cassandra Nova's not an X-Man, right? No, and just Wolverine. And Wolverine. I mean, that's awesome. That's it's still, that's a, what, a 4, 9, it's, 13 it's, base? Yeah. Affiliation? It's a heavy base, but listen, we'll get there. And guess what? Now we can use Gene every round. Gene! Gene! Because <laughs> it's got Cyclops and Wolverine that's in it. so good. How could you not like that? Shocking amount of Mystic between Cassandra Nova. Gene and Sinister. Yeah. You yeah. got some energy attacks in there with Cyclops and Wasp. Yep. I really uh, like Sinister. I think the rest too. is all physical. Oh, Spider-Man's got uh Taser webs. Yeah, he That's does. Energy. Yep. I think it's really important to have a mix of yeah, for sure. attack types because we learned with Taylor, it didn't hurt him that much. But all, his entire squad on Monday was physical. just physical yeah. attacks. Brotherhood has that. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm really excited for Pyro to kind of mix that up a little yes, bit. Give some energy real. attacks in there. Um, but... Yeah, I super dig this. I'm really excited to play. Start playing this uh, for the power bottom ten. Um, excited for you to have Spider Man. Yeah, I love Spider Man. I do actually really like Spider Man. So I know we've gone back and forth joking around about how she, he should be a three threat, but honestly, uh, he's got the impact webbing for pushes. He's got pulls. He's got throws. He's got a lot going on. He's a great control piece. Now, I'm going to say something here that's going to upset you. Mm-hmm. I just want you to understand it comes from a place of love. Okay. I think if anybody can get work out of that Spider-Man, it's you. I don't. Oh, because that's a compliment. Yes, I it is like, a compliment. I don't like that. I'm I gonna, know. That's I'm why gonna, I wanted to preface it like that. I'm going to cut that out, too. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> I think the difficulty uh, with this particular Power Bottom 10 is choosing tactics cards. X-Men have a lot of great tactics cards. They really do. Carnage. Has a lot of great tactics cards that I oh want to run. Oh my god, too. yeah. Cassandra Nova with Sinister. Domination, running Gene, running Mr. Sinister. Yeah, this is gonna be there will probably be only affiliation and character-based tactics cards. Yeah. This. Even Wasp, the Pim Particles is a great card. Yep. I think that got cycled out though, Pim Particles. Oh, I don't know. But I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm super stoked to start playing this. Um and yeah. Uh, also, uh I I, I got mentioned by name by not even like he said professional casual network he also said tim that's my name I'm, i don't know which tim it was at nashcon but one of them <laughs> <laughs> was running this <laughs> since there are at least three <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance um but really appreciate the work jacob does over at xavier protocols For and real. uh it's something that we've talked about a lot on this show but yeah, pretty, 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 pretty sweet. Next week, Thanks for doing that. next week, Dan, because uh, you and I are, are going to uh, to the LVO qualifier this weekend. Yeah. What do you say next Thursday mm-hmm. after, wait, did I roll a wild? It's this show. Maybe we, maybe we start that new show we've been talking about a little bit. The cleanup phase? The cleanup phase. The cleanup phase. The cleanup phase. <laughs> so we've mentioned it a little bit here and there. It's got next, a name now. Next week is going to start. It does have a name. The cleanup phase will be a Patreon only after show um, that we will do Thursday nights right after. Wait, did I roll a wild uh, podcast version will be available on the Patreon as well. Potentially, maybe. I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet if I want to do that or not. But <laughs> uh, the only place to see it will be on the Patreon. It will be effectively going live as soon as we hang up our hooks here. Uh, going to start out maybe once a month. And the things that we'll talk about there are a lot more in-depth stuff from the conventions and some of the tournaments and stuff that we go to, as well as our own 
uh, plays and some a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff on the network. So that's going to be available for anyone at any level on the Patreon. That's as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash that. professional casual. That's good. Yeah. Patreon.com slash professional casual. That's going to get you access to the discord. Uh, it's going to get you a whole heaping amount. Some, some of too much stuff. Yeah. I, you know, that's <laughs> one thing we've been told is you are producing too much. And <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> the way you say it, it's almost sounds like you're being sarcastic. I'm not. But you're not. We have been told that by other people that are in similar yes. capacities. They're like, how do you have the time for that? Oh, we don't. What do you mean? You make time. <laughs> you, you just figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's going to start next Thursday. That'll be the first episode of the cleanup phase. <laughs> <laughs> to Raven's Guard. Raven's Guard. Tim doesn't edit. Uh, it doesn't edit as much as it used to. That's true. I've I've been given a lot of help from specifically, very especially from Dan and Danny, uh, in helping to edit. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's going to start next Thursday. That'll happen right after the show ends next Thursday. We'll be talking a lot about that qualifier that we're going to. Maybe some behind the scenes stuff from NashCon, and you know, you never know. Maybe some exciting new stuff coming up as well. But. That Patreon thing also as well, uh, just really appreciate every single one of you that helps support us there, uh, especially our professional cake sitters and our King Ding Doppelgangers, including Bastion, um, Bicon, Rob, uh, Leroy, and, and Anthony and Anthony at Bearded Dragon Games, our, our longest standing professional cake sitter. But um, yeah, guys, we really appreciate that a lot. It helps us considerably for uh, be able to do what we do. It helps cover expenses for traveling because I'm going to tell you, a convention travel and getting the equipment where it needs to go, even just being able to afford and maintain the equipment uh, is a lot. And we really could not do that without you guys and, and your support. Quick. It really does. <laughs> uh, as well as our blog articles. So if you weren't aware, we are writing some Marvel Crisis Protocol and more uh, blogs over at ProfessionalCasual.com. And we are paying members of the community as well uh, to write those blogs. Uh, making sure that you are, you know, uh, appreciated for your time and what you or what you uh, produce for the community. So that Patreon is is what helps us uh, and allows us to really do all of that. And we really appreciate your support for that. Uh, you can also get access to the Discord via subscribing on the Twitch at twitch.tv slash professional casual network. If that doesn't work, just hit up your boy. I'll get up. That's that's Tim. Tim is your boy. Oh, yeah. Yes. What is it? Tim at professionalcasual.com? Tim at professionalcasual.com is a great place to do it. Do I have one of those yet? Dan I, at professionalcasual.com? Once we're at a certain Patreon tier, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I have to pay for it. It's just we every, talked about that. Every, I remember now. Every stupid thing costs money, man. <laughs> Everything costs money. <laughs> and it's and it's not just that it costs money. It's then it's it's a, it renews. And I got to pay for it all the time. Um, Just keep paying for it. Yeah, so join the Patreon so I can get my own professional casual email. Because that would be dope. It would be dope. You could email Dan at professionalcasual.com. Because you can't do that yet. You can't. You'll get a mailer demon. But you could someday. Actually. Join the Patreon. That's where the demons downtown come from. (gasps) From, Mailer demon? Yeah, it's from emails that didn't make it through. That makes so much sense. Right? Right? They're going to incinerate you with saying, no, I couldn't deliver that because you did something wrong. (laughs) But as always, guys, make sure to check out all the stuff at the Professional Casual. Uh, we have all sorts of actual plays, tabletop RPGs, board games, card games. Listen, it's it's everything. We do a little bit of everything. We dip our toes in any puddle of pudding we can. Um, 
multiple streams right, each week, right. also right here on the Twitch. Monday, Dan and I will be playing, uh, or I think Dan and I will be playing. Probably. Me uh, or Danny, probably. Yeah, or Danny. Uh, for, oh yeah, the power phase, Labor Day, September 5th, we're going to have a special guest, Mr. Dylan Dyer. Dr. D. Dr. D. I'm going to give him a bunch of bananas as a present because I like him. A bunch of bananas. You should give him a lamp. <laughs> Why? Or a blender. I'm sorry. You should give him a blender. A blender? Yep. You'll figure it out. Uh, but if you want to give a blender to Dylan Dyer, you can do so by mailing it to P.O. Box G. <laughs> West Oneonta, New York, 13861. Uh, that's the professional casual P.O. box. Uh, we get all sorts of wacky stuff there. It's a lot of fun. Guess what? Maybe some of it's going to start being being opened on the cleanup phase. Coming oh, my God. That sounds like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we have a we have a phone number. You want to text it? You want to call it? You want to send it some feet pics? JB, knock you it off. I have to do that. Yeah, please don't, actually. I'm already pretty, pretty full of those. Sick of feet pics? But... Dan, what's that number? What's our phone? Our, yeah. our voicemail? The, yeah. the PCN number? The PCN number. 603-803-3235. Call it. I think I heard Danny say that from upstairs. I think so, too. I bet with uh, the cleanup phase, we can get her down here after she gets our son to bed. That would be pretty sweet. Guys, who knows what's going to happen during the cleanup phase? We'll forget most of the time anyway. <laughs> bet it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Oh, did you roll wild in the cleanup phase? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but guys, thank you so much. We will see you Monday for oh yeah, the power phase. And make sure to check out Wednesday for Taylor's Hobby Hangout, where he's going to be putting together some stuff. Some stuff. So because his internet works. All right. Bye. Oh, no, that was Twitch's fault that time. Yeah. <laughs> bye. bye. I love you.